Hello, welcome to what I'm looking at. Today is going to be a special episode because I am sharing what is normally and will be in the future an exclusive episode of a little side feed I like to call What I'm Trying to Understand. And this feed is available only for patrons who subscribe at patron patreon.com slash emilycross and for, this is the first episode of what I'm trying to understand and if you become a patron you will have access to this feed it will just pop up in your normal podcast feed if you if you sign up to be my patron so without further ado here here is the first episode of what I'm trying to understand and the only episode that you will hear if you're not a patron. So, thank you everyone so much for being here. Even if you don't become a patron, don't worry. There's still a lot of different things to look at. And you'll just have to use your imagination as to what I'm trying to understand. Okay. super secret, super exclusive, I guess it's not secret, but it is exclusive, patron-only feed, and this is the first installment of a little side podcast I like to call What I'm Trying to Understand. Now, if there's one thing that I've learned from doing my podcast, what I'm looking at for the past couple years... It's that I have, um, I don't understand a whole lot of things in depth. I have a kind of a shallow base knowledge about many things, but once I am trying to conjure more info on a certain thing, I realize that I don't know anything about it. Maybe you feel the same, or maybe you are one of those people who are uh, like information sponges and you can just remember anything you hear in school. Personally, I don't remember a whole lot of school for some reason. So today, I'm going to be trying to understand spider webs. Spider webs are everywhere. There's a bunch in my house. I love spiders. 
I think they're very beautiful and uh, and helpful also if they're not the poisonous kind and if uh, if you don't get bit by one in general I think they're really good for everyone and everything but I realized when I was looking at a spider web that I don't I don't know how it's made or really what it's made of so I first want to just give you all of the knowledge that I have about spider webs and then we're gonna I'm gonna try to understand them more in depth because I've pulled up a couple website pages about spider webs that I haven't looked at yet I just opened them up and there's a Wikipedia one and then a more um, special one and I'm gonna discover from there but right now here's my understanding you have a spider and there of course are a whole variety of spiders all over the world some spin like tubular webs some spin circular webs some spin different shaped webs and the silk comes from their backside I know the location it it squirts out of but I don't I don't know I don't think it's the same kind of silk that like silkworms produce it must not be Uh, but it's just called silk because it looks like silk and of course the web's main function is that it catches the prey for the spider and I think time wise it takes about maybe a day for a spider to spin its web and if I were to go lower or higher than that I would say it takes less time than a whole day for a spider to do a web because I can imagine that uh, it frequently gets damaged or totally torn away and they have to rebuild it and probably they are pretty quick about it uh and t- to be honest that is the extent of my knowledge about spider webs i don't know how long they last for or what the actual silk is made from or what it what it's coming out of like what it's called i don't know if spiders have to be a certain age in order to you know, produce the silk. Uh, yeah, so I have a lot of questions. And I have a Wikipedia page pulled up, and we're going to work this out. Let's see if we can answer some of my questions. Right off the bat, they're telling me some synonyms for spiderweb. We have spiderweb, spider's web, or cobweb. From the archaic word, Cop, C-O-P-B-E, meaning spider. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay, it is a structure created by a spider out of proteinaceous spider silk extruded from its spinnerets 
generally meant to catch its prey. So first question that I have that is now answered, these spinnerets, it's, it's plural, so it must be more than one, generate the or extrude the proteinaceous spider silk. And I'm guessing because it says proteinaceous, proteinaceous, which I didn't even know was a real word, it's made out of proteins from the spider, probably from the prey that it, it eats. I'm going to pull up a picture of a spinneret. Wow. I'm looking at a macro shot of a spider's bum. And I'm just going to go ahead and click on the whole uh, page linked to spinnerets. Okay, so a spinneret is a silk spinning organ of a spider or the larva of an insect. Some adult insects also have spinnerets, such as those born on the forelegs of Embioptera. And that's, it looks like some kind of flying insect. Spinnerets are usually on the underside of a spider's abdomen to the rear. While most spiders have six spinnerets, some have two, four, or eight. They move independently and in concert. Huh. All right. Most spinnerets are not simple structures with a single orifice producing a single thread but highly complex structures of many microscopic spigots, each producing one filament. This is important partly because it produces the necessary orientation of the protein molecules without which the silk would be weak and useless. It also permits spiders to combine multiple filaments in different ways to produce many kinds of silk for special purposes. Hmm. So now we know what a spinneret is and it is a lot more complex than I would have imagined. I'm looking at an up-close picture of the side. And yeah, it looks like fuzzy pro- protrusions, you know, off of the back end of a spider. And they look different on every spider. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go back. To the main page. Let's check out some info about the proteinaceous silk. Well, proteinaceous simply means that it's made from protein, so pretty self-explanatory. But I've clicked now on the spider silk page. Spider silk is a protein fiber spun by spiders. So, yeah, it is what it, what it sounds like. Spiders use your silk to make webs or other structures which function as sticky nets to catch other animals or as nests or cocoons to protect their offspring or to wrap up prey. They can also use their silk to suspend themselves, to float through the air, or to glide away from predators. Most spiders vary the thickness and stickiness of their silk for different uses. Okay, so I had no idea that spiders could vary the thickness 
not only the thickness, but also the stickiness of their silk. That is extremely interesting because that means they are, I mean, thinking is not the right word, but I'm just going to say thinking. They're thinking about what use the silk is for and how sticky to make it. Those are decisions that the little spider is making about their their silk. And I had thought, or if I, if I were to think about this before I knew this, I would think there's just one silk that they have and that's it. And they use it for everything. But they, I had no idea that they thought about the thickness or the stickiness, depending on what they're using it for. In some cases, spiders may even use silk as a source of food. While methods have been developed to collect silk from a spider by force, it is difficult to gather silk from many spiders in a small space in contrast to silkworm farms. So this is leading to me to believe that this silk is very similar to silkworms, and the only reason that we don't use spider silk is because it's difficult to harvest from the spiders. I'm just going to read a little more on the silk itself. All spiders produce silks, and a single spider can produce up to seven different types of silk for different uses. Amazing! This is in contrast to insect silks, where an individual usually only produces one type of silk. Spider silks may be used in many different ecological ways, each with properties to match the silk's function. As spiders have evolved, so has their silk's complexity and diverse uses. For example, from primitive tube webs 300 to 400 million years ago to complex orb webs 110 million years ago, Okay, they, they can be used, uh, the webs can be used to prey, capture prey, immobilize prey, reproduce. Male spiders may produce sperm webs. Spider eggs are covered in silk cocoons. Dispersal. Ballooning or kiting used by smaller spiders to float through the air, for instance, for dispersal, like in Charlotte's Web source of food, nest lining and nest construction, guidelines. It says under guidelines, some spiders that venture from shelter will leave a trail of silk by which to find their way home again. So cute. Wow. Uh, Drop lines and anchor lines, alarm lines. Some spiders that do not spin actual trap webs do lay out alarm webs that the feet of their prey, such as ants, can disturb, cueing the spider to rush out and secure the meal if it is small enough or to avoid contact if the intruder seems too formidable. And lastly, pheromonal trails. Some wandering spiders will leave a largely continuous trail of silk impregnated with pheromones that the opposite sex can follow to find a mate. Oh my gosh. So I wonder now what a wandering spider is. That's so interesting. All right. I haven't 
100% learned if this uh, spiderweb silk is the same as or very similar to silkworm silk. Maybe I will soon. Uh, I'm just... I'm just uh, skimming this. This is a very in-depth Wikipedia page. Here is a section about uh, the structural attributes of the silk and different types of silk. Okay, so as we've already learned, a lot of the silk is made from protein, but it says here that there's non-protein composition. Various compo compounds other than protein are found in spider silks, such as sugars, lipids, ions, and pigments that might affect the aggregation behavior and act as a protection layer in the final fiber. It would take quite a long time to go through all of this, but it is extremely interesting. And, oh, here, one last section I'll go over is titled Human Uses. Peasants in the southern Carpathian Mountains used to cut up tubes built by Atipus, which is a type of spiders, a spider, and cover wounds with the inner lining. It reportedly facilitated healing and even connected with the skin. This is believed to be due to antiseptic properties of spider silk, and because the silk is rich in vitamin K, which can be effective in clotting blood. Due to the difficulties in extracting and processing substantial amounts of spider silk, the largest known piece of cloth made of, of a spider silk is, by, is an 11 by 4 foot textile with a golden tint made in Madagascar in 2009. Wow, that's so recent. 82 people worked for four years to collect over 1 million golden orb spiders and extract silk from them. Holy cow. Okay. Spider silk has been used as a thread for crosshairs and optical instruments such as telescopes, microscopes, and telescopic rifle sights. In 2011, spider silk fibers were used in the field of optics to generate very fine dis diffraction patterns over N-slit interferometric signals used in optical communications. And in 2012, spider silk fibers were used to create a set of violin strings. What on earth? Did y'all hear that? Development of methods to mass-produce spider silk has led to manufacturing of military, medical, and consumer goods such as ballistic armor, athletic footwear, personal care products, breast implant and catheter coatings, mechanical insulin pumps, fashion clothing, and outerwear. And I have a picture here on the Wikipedia page of the cape that's made that was made in Madagascar. Uh, from 82 people working over four years with one million golden orb spiders. Insane. It is extremely beautiful. I mean, it is, so it's a cape, and it's golden, and uh, it has kind of paisley flower-type uh, decorations 
all in the same color though it's like monochromatic I strongly urge you to google a spider silk cape Madagascar if you want to see it okay I'm back on the main page for spiderweb or cobweb and I'm just going to continue on here. Spiderwebs have existed for at least 100 million years, as witnessed in a rare find of early Cretaceous amber from Sussex, southern England. As we've learned, the spiderweb is typically used to get the prey, but also for a lot of other uses. There's a wide range of web architectures. This is... Okay. Webs allow a spider to catch prey without having to expend energy by running it down. Thus, it is an efficient method of gathering food. However, constructing the web is in itself an energetically costly process because of the large amount of protein required in the form of silk. In addition, after a time, the silk will lose its stickiness and thus become inefficient for capturing prey. It is common for spiders to eat their own web daily to recoup some of the energy used in spinning. The silk proteins are thus recycled. The tensile strength of spider silks is greater than the same weight of steel and has much greater elasticity. Its microstructure is under investigation for potential applications in industry, including bulletproof vests and artificial tendons. Different types of spider webs. Spiral orb webs. Tangle webs. Funnel webs. Tubular webs. Sheet webs. No idea what a sheet web is. Several different types of silk may used in web, be used in web construction, including a sticky capture silk and a fluffy capture silk, depending on the type of spider. Webs may be in a vertical plane, as are most orb webs, or a horizontal plane, sheet webs, oh I see, or at an angle in between. It is hypothesized that these types of aerial webs co-evolved with the evolution of winged insects. It goes on to describe the different types so we've gone over the types of spider webs and now it's breaking all of them down so orb web construction has a whole section um, and then so does a lot of so do the other ones uh, I think orb web is the most common typical web that you would you would see I'm scanning this for any extremely interesting... I mean, it's all extremely interesting. Spiders do not usually adhere to their own webs because they are able to spin both sticky and non-sticky types of silk and are careful to travel across the non-sticky portions of the web. However, they are not immune to their own glue. Some of the strands of the web are sticky and others are not. For example, if a spider has chosen to wait along the outer edges of its web, it may spin a non-sticky prey or a signal line to the web hub to monitor web movement. However, in the course of spinning sticky strands, spiders have to touch these sticky strands. <laughs> sticky strand. Sticky strand, sticky strand, sticky strand. strand. They do this without sticking by using careful movements, dense hairs, and non-stick coatings on their feet to prevent adhesion. Did you know that there's also communal spider webs? So... Spider webs can en envelop whole trees in which several spiders are living in. 
here's one last I'm gonna try to wrap it up a little bit here but here's an interesting thing it has been observed that being in Earth's orbit has an effect on the structure of web spider webs in space spider webs were spun in low Earth orbit in 73 aboard Skylab involving two female European garden spiders called cross spiders called Arabella and Ani- called Arabella and Anita. The aim of the experiment was to test whether the two spiders would spin webs in space and if so whether these webs would be the same as those that spiders produced on Earth. It was a student project. All right, what did they learn? Arabella spun the first web in the experimental cage, although it was initially incomplete. The web was completed the following day. They fed and watered the spiders, giving them a housefly. The first web was removed to allow the spider to construct a second web. At first, the spider failed to construct a new web. When given more water, it built a second web. This time, it was more elaborate than the first, Both spiders died during the mission, possibly from dehydration. Well, that's sad. I want to thank both Arabella and Anita for sacrificing their life for a student project. Thank you. How long it takes for a spider to spin a web? What it takes, are you ready for this? About one hour for the average spider to construct an elaborate web of silk thread called an orb web. An orb web is, well, we know. That is amazing. I'm sure it varies, you know, from spider to spider. But it sounds like they, some spiders can really construct a web in about an hour. Wow. Okay, so one other thing I wanted to investigate just a little bit is this experiment that I heard about when scientists gave spiders some drugs and saw what kind of spider webs they Spun. So I've typed in spider webs on drugs experiment and a bunch of images came up. I'm clicking on a link. NASA gave spiders a bunch of drugs and the webs they spun are amazing. That's the headline. I'm looking at a picture of the normal web. It's very typical what you would think of. And then there's one of, there's, okay, there's two more pictures. The one on the left apparently is a spider on LSD, and the one on the right apparently is on marijuana. The one on LSD maintained its regularity with the one on marijuana completely abandoned their web. The one on LSD looks, yeah, really pretty, um, very uniform. The one on marijuana is kind of sloppy. It looks like a spider web that has been, like, yeah, abandoned and just left old. Like, no spider is living on there. Like, kind of broken up and 
Okay, and then we have one on peyote and one on benzedrine, which is speed. The one on uh, mescaline or peyote looks very similar to the one on uh, LSD and the normal one. And the one on speed looks crazy. (laughs) It looks very erratic and like the lines are placed in random. It looks kind of like a stained glass piece of modern art or something. And then we have one on caffeine and one on sleeping pills. Um, The one on caffeine is... Uh, it it looks it's a hot mess. It's very disordered. I don't. There's huge gaps. Very harsh. It just looks random. And then the one on the sleep medication is um. Yeah, it's it's very sparse and just a couple of a couple of lines and that's very minimal. I'm going to read more about this this experiment, but is it weird it I feel sad that the spiders were drugged. I mean, I hope they were okay. I can't imagine that a spider would be okay after taking peyote or a sleeping pill. I mean, even caffeine. It's uh it's like, it's spider abuse. You know, they can't sign consent forms. Anyway, I think that we, well, I definitely have learned a lot about spiders. I, I would go so far as to say I do understand spider webs now. And I understand that they're made from proteinaceous uh, matter. They come out of the spinnerets of the backside of the spider. And I know a little bit about the spinnerets. I learned that it's extremely difficult to harvest the silk from the spider. And that's why we as humans use silkworms to get our silk and not spiders. Even though this piece of clothing that was made from the spider silk is exceptionally beautiful. Not worth it. I also learned that there's different types of silk and spiders can make their silk sticky or not sticky as, you know, as they want or need. And I also learned that spiders eat their silk when they need to like recoup their energy from spinning it. So I think that this first installment of what I'm trying to understand has been very successful for me. And I hope that you all liked it. Please leave me a comment and, and let me know if you liked this or if you think I don't need more of Emily's talking. I don't need more than once a week. It's, I'm, I'm good. But um, I hope you did like it because I enjoyed doing it. And I am getting hungry, so probably going to go have a snack. I just got back from Dallas-Fort Worth area doing a concert at the Modern Art Museum in Fort Worth, and it was really fun. But I had kind of a long day of sitting in the car and 
seeing the road. And so now I'm gonna, yeah, go have a snack and think about spiders and maybe look around the house and appreciate all the spider webs that are around and say hi to all the spiders. Okay, until next time, bye. And thank you so much for being patrons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay.